0: make yourself a cuppa grab a comfortable seat and join us in one of life's conversations with your host suzanne barber Welcome back everybody to another edition of Life's Conversations and this time I am thrilled, I'm thrilled every week but even more thrilled this week um, to invite along the gorgeous Steffi Kappelman who I met in North Allerton a few months ago um, and we were at a well-being fair together, weren't we, Steffi? And yeah. um, we just, I loved her energy. I was instantly drawn across the room. She was hold, holding a stall across the room from where I was and I knew I just had to go and talk to Steffi. So, Steffi, welcome onto the show today. It's really exciting to have you with us.
1: Oh, Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited um, to be Joining you and sharing the magic of Soma Breath with you.
0: Oh, I can't wait for you to to describe this to people because I know, you know, from from the the small amount that I saw, just how incredible this is. So, and and we'll get to that in just a second. But Steffi, you have a really interesting story, don't you, as well? So I would love to get to know, tell our listeners who Steffi is and and where you've come from and a little bit about your journey.
1: Yeah, well, um, I originate from Germany. I grew up in Germany. Um, my dad was in the forces and my mum was German The med over there. So I ended up growing up and going to school there. And as it happened, I married into the army myself and travelled around the place and ended up back in the UK. Producer um, Dave's
0: like, thumbs up because he's army as well. So all <laughs> we're right. all forces together.
1: <laughs> so I've been backwards and forwards. We never had any exciting uh, tropical postings backwards and forwards between Germany and England, but I'm settled here. I've been living here for the past 20, well, 21 years nearly. My son will be 20 this year. Um, so, yeah, so currently I work at a secondary school. Um, the work we we and my lab managers do is all about um, learning dif- differences and um, helping basically students to achieve what they need to or want to achieve to be the best they can be. And my other side of my life is very much I'm a very enthusiastic fitness maniac and and, um, well semi-professional athlete and that is actually what originally got me into breath work because I got to swimming mid-40s where a lot of people at my age who competitively swim they had the journey from childhood onwards I didn't. So I'm very competitive and I thought I need to find a competitive edge. And one of the things I thought I could do was get into breathwork. It all started off with my coach giving me a book on mind training and there was some breathing in there. And I thought, well, oh, this is really quite interesting stuff here. Um, so I used breathwork as getting that competitive edge mm-hmm. to really be that bit better, have better endurance and what have you. I did not know at that time how important breathwork would become to me because when the pandemic hit, a lot of things became really clear to me that I actually, um, I'm sad to say, but that I was for 13 years in a very abusive relationship, not physically abused, but emotionally abused. I didn't realise because... Basically, before the pandemic, I just threw myself 150 percent into my work, into my fitness, into my kids, you know, being a mom and what have you. And then obviously when the pandemic hit, everything just became really real. And to be quite honest, I have to put my hands up. If it wouldn't have been for breathwork, I most likely wouldn't be here because it really, really helped me to self-regulate. I mean, we all know what it looks like when a tiger is caged and walks up and down the cage that's what I felt day in day out not just because of the lockdowns I just felt really trapped on this path everybody else put me on where I've realized I didn't really want to be on that path Mm. and it wasn't the right path for me so I used breath work really to self-regulate myself in the sense that I actually just got through one day at a time and not completely crumble not having to phone in sick at work I went through this really difficult time not having one single day off work where maybe other people in my situation would have gone off. with, So I could have walked into the GP's office and they would have signed me off. So mm-hmm. um, to that extent, I'm really proud of myself that I managed that. And it was the breath which helped me. It was mm-hmm. my anchor. Um, so I dived a bit more into breath work. Obviously, I learned how to use breath work as an athlete. Then I moved on to Mm self-regulation and I tried different techniques and there's so much online isn't there it's just you you google it and there's so many youtube videos isn't it yeah it's really there is so much and I tried different things I started to sort of do my own little things with the bits I learned you know put my own routines together but what I found was it it helped me to be just okay for, let's say, four or five hours. And then I was sleeping again, and I just had to self-regulate again. And then in January 2022, I um, joined an online summit, a breathwork summit. And there was Nira snake the founder of Soma Breath. And he just I felt although it was through a screen and when he did his little speech, I felt a connection straight away. And then he did a short breathwork meditation online and my mind I, I felt instantly in love with it because it was just slightly different to what I've done and it was to music and it just clicked with me straight away. So I walked away from that, Googled a bit more about Soma Breath and found lots of things you can do online and they do a daily dose. So I actually started doing just soma breath on a daily basis. Well, I didn't realize what I was actually doing because it had such an effect on me. Suddenly, all this, it wasn't a case of just self-regulating. My whole, my whole mindset changed. I didn't feel as hopeless anymore. I felt emotionally stronger to the... I just felt the change to the extent that my son actually said to me, Mom, something is different about you. You mm-hmm. seem to be happier. Although at that point I haven't actually changed the situation I was finding myself in. I was still in this trapped in this relationship I didn't want to be in. Um, so nothing really changed. I just felt lighter mm-hmm. by doing this soma breath on a daily basis which then led me to do their flagship program which is a 21 day awakening journey and i have to admit i had such a profound effect on me i it gave me the strength and the courage to step out and go that's enough now i'm gonna make a change i reached out for help through idas one of the reasons why i was at the fair mm-hmm. um back um, in May and can you just explain uh, to
0: our listeners what IDAS is as well just for them IDAS
1: is the Independent Domestic Abuse Services
0: mm-hmm.
1: they've been amazing um, in supporting me just giving me that support and making sure that I understood that it wasn't all in my head mm-hmm. so with their support and the breath work I've managed to turn my life completely on, on the head I'm in a completely different position now Um, to the extent that I just felt oh my god this is actually incredible if this can help me how many people can be helped with this Mm -hmm. and that's when I made the decision to become a breathwork instructor because I just felt I want to share this Mm -hmm. there are so many people in my shoes you know whether male or female but also not just from a domestic abuse point of view but also, generally, we are all struggling with the way modern life impacts us these days. Mm-hmm. And um, the training was absolutely incredible. Uh, what I've learned and how our body works, the science behind it absolutely fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am now. So that was one of the reasons I um, qualified my with my level one before Christmas. I'm now an advanced um so I'm a breath instructor and I'm hoping that, you know, over the next next 12 months or so that I will continue mm-hmm. to become a transformational coach because I just really want to pass on that magic. that People can actually take control of their lives and turn things around and not rely necessarily on doctors and medication and or have less of medication. And just really just taking control of their lives.
0: Yeah, the big the things that big pharma don't want us to know. <laughs> exactly. Um, but exactly. but yeah, and and do you know what, Steffi, that's such an inspiring story because I didn't know some of that. I know we've we've spoken a few times, but I didn't know some of that. To to come back from um, a really difficult, abusive relationship, and you know, because when I met you, you just radiate this incredible energy um of positivity and you just you can't help but be drawn to your energy so and you would never know that you've been through all of that um but just to to, to backtrack a little bit and, and you know you're absolutely amazing and I you know will always hold true to that because like I say you just I wish my viewers could my, my listeners could could see the smile on Steffi's face because she is constantly <laughs> has this beautiful big smile on her face as well every time I see her which is just sort of lifting by itself um but just to sort of go back to when you when you got that book from your coach about about breath work um because when i've mentioned breath work to people before we like oh well i know how to breathe my body just does it i don't yeah. have to think about it um which i guess it does you know yeah. clinically speaking our body breathes for itself our brain controls that subconsciously um but what? How did that help you with your competitive swimming when you first got into that concept of breath yeah. work, conscious breath work? How did that help you with your competitive edge?
1: Yeah. So the book he gave me—it's—it's it's called Mind Training for Swimmers. It was specifically for um, swimmers, and it touched on on breath work. It was mainly all about really getting yourself into that flow state and that um, mindset, and. Being able, and this is what breathwork does, being able to be calm but focused. Because often when we need to be ready to rock, our brain, sort of our thinking side of the brain, goes a bit quiet and Mm -hmm. not maybe completely shut down, but close to. Mm -hmm. So as as an athlete, you put all this training in you know put technique try and, you know practice your technique um you know whether it is how you come off the block the breathing as a swimmer obviously very important um but when the nerves kick in because you know our our that part of our brain takes over That's that sort of fight, of fight or, in or flight, flight instinct yeah fight yeah. flight the front part of our brain our thinking brain shuts down and goes very quiet so often. And it happened to me so many times before I started applying these techniques. But basically I would jump in the water, start racing and everything I learned in my coach sessions went out of the window because it went all dark. Basically it was like I was in this dark tunnel and just going crazy. My arms were like swinging around and not really being a very effective swimmer. Um, And messing things up well it's all a learning curve isn't it mm-hmm. every race you do you learn from and you take something away so messing a bit messing it up is maybe a bit harsh but the breath work and the visualization um, part out of that book that really helped me to be more focused mm-hmm. to be calm and now, nowadays, I had, I did, of course, a certain amount of the butterfly feeling is there, you know, when I go to the race uh, block. But then as soon as I hit the water, all that, I hear my um, coach's voice. It's like he's sitting on my shoulder, you know, and everything, which that wouldn't have been the case before. Everything would have just shut down, mm-hmm. you know, because the fight and flight would have just taken over. So actually being, being able to be calm that focused it's it's something really hard to achieve mm-hmm. and the breath lets you do that mm-hmm.
0: that's amazing um yeah and just uh, and if you don't mind me asking Steffi, as well how old are you because you're still competitive swimming to this day aren't you because i've seen yeah. some incredible photographs on your facebook pages and what have you yeah. of you at, so, at swim meets
1: yeah so i'm i'm 52 i will be 53 in um, september uh, for two years running, I've been swimming in the English Championships and the British Championships. I qualified for the European Championships in Europe, and I qualified this year for the yeah. Worlds in Japan. Oh.
0: So, um, That's outstanding, Stephanie. I only
1: started swimming. Yeah, it's just been. And how old were you incredible. when you started swimming? Sorry? Um, Forty-eight.
0: So in your late forties as well. That's insane, isn't it? What an yeah. achievement, Steffi.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's I never saw it coming. My coach never saw it, saw it coming. It all came about. I've always always been a runner. Um, and then I had a knee injury. I couldn't hit the um road for a while. But I always wanted to keep fit. So I thought I'd start swimming. Mm-hmm. Then my daughter, when I started running again, went, why don't you do triathlon? And I'm the sort of person, somebody opens the door to me, I'm like, walk through. And he's like, yeah, why don't I, why don't I do that? You know, yeah, of course. And I'm like thinking, okay. So I did a triathlon and I came fifth in my age group. I'm like, I'm quite good at this. Wow. But swimming is my worst of the three events. So I approached the coach and I said, look, you need to do something. I can't even tumble turn. So um a year later, he suggested that I... Um, do some competitions and I'm like okay yeah yeah of course I do that of course I will go You know, (laughs) I love the attitude (laughs) yeah let's just do it (laughs) every door that opens I walk through and when I came out of my four races he said I didn't expect that one and I'm like I didn't either so that's when my competitive side really started to kick in and I'm thinking that was okay but I bet I can do better and um yeah just snow mold from from there uh-huh. so yeah. incredible
0: that's amazing and of course by the sounds of it the breath work is a big part of giving you that giving you that edge
1: and what i used and what i just explained um the breath work the way i used it back then was very much about being calm during the um competitions because i really struggle with nerves you wouldn't think so, but I do. You really I do wouldn't. really wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a female. I wear that mask all the time. As we do. So, <laughs> we are great at <laughs> that, aren't we? Um, but what I use the breathwork for now, since I learned the soma breath techniques, is preparing myself the week leading up to the, um, a competition. Mm-hmm. I do breathwork meditations where I really breathe into that positive mindset, mm-hmm. that manifestation I, I, Um, The first time I really experienced the true power of it was last autumn, where I was invited to represent the um, Durham-Northumberland teams. And that was the first time I was not swimming just for myself. I was representing a team. Mm -hmm. So I obviously thought I better not let anybody down. I was really quite nervous about it. And the whole week I was swimming. I knew what races I would do. And I was manifesting in my breathwork meditation and breathing into the races I was going to do. And Basically, in my um, meditations, I was racing. I was doing the race already. And it was always So you were successful. sort of
0: imagining that race and how it was that going was, to go. Yes. And,
1: mm-hmm. and, you know, really breathing into that, feeling it, Imagine the smell of the water. Imagine the feel of the water. Imagine how it felt to touch the wall when I finished. And you would really breathe into that and elevate your emotional state. Tapping
0: into all of your senses as well.
1: Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a a big part. And I will uh, um, explain that in a bit of Soma Breath, where it's different to visualisation. And when I then got onto the race block that day at the team's championships... I'd already done the race. I'd done the race every day that week leading up to the competition. So actually, I just needed to repeat it.
0: Just do the same thing. It was there
1: in my subconscious, and I achieved what I went out to achieve.
0: And that can be replicated, and that's incredible, isn't it? And and, and that can be replicated across so many different things because as human beings, we worry, don't we, about oh, yeah. almost everything, about what happened yesterday, about what's going to happen in the next few weeks, especially if you've got big events where you're under pressure coming up or if you're in difficult situations. Yeah. So that literally translates to almost any situation, yeah. doesn't it? If you do the prep work, the mindset, the breathing leading up to whatever event that is where yeah. possible um look at, wow i'm absolutely like wow
1: well a lot of people <laughs> when they hear about if they had not heard about breath work before a lot of people actually think it's actually just about calming your nerves mm-hmm. it's not just that it's so powerful sometimes especially with women have this lack of energy we can elevate our energy with breath work, you know, depending on the technique. But it's like you just said, what I used for the competitions, interviews, tests for kids. I mean, I work with students at the school I work at. On a daily basis, I've got students in my office every day. I teach them breath work, which is sort of my, sec. you know, mm-hmm. I brought my passion into work. I'm not saying I forced it onto them, mm-hmm. but I just let I went on about it so much that so my boss went, okay, let's give it a go.
0: Wear them down, wear them down. <laughs> exactly, I
1: got there. <laughs> and we had some amazing results. But it's that thing where anything that maybe unnerves us a bit, we can tap into using a bit of um, you know visualisation and really using all our senses to be positive. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, anything we set our minds to in a positive way really strongly we can actually achieve Mm -hmm. it's not just a saying it's you know it's so true isn't positive into something yeah it's quite incredible and it's
0: where we direct our focus as well isn't it you know i talk about this so often because i do a lot of work around emotional resilience and and training within businesses. And um, I think it was probably, I think it was probably Tony Robbins actually that said this, but you know, if we're driving down the road and we're focusing on a lamppost that we don't want to crash into and we're so focused on, I don't want to crash into the lamppost, I don't want to crash into the lamppost, guess what we're going to do? We're going to crash into the lamppost because that's what we're focusing on rather than focusing on driving down the road and just not even noticing the lamppost that we're driving past um so it is very much about focus isn't it but there's so many elements to that as well because albeit that with the breath work it does tackle those stress hormones doesn't it that um yeah. that cortisol and that adrenaline that starts to fly through our bodies when we get nervous and and, and elicits that fight or flight or freeze mm-hmm. response um, it does so much more as well doesn't it Steffi?
1: yeah i mean um it it, it has such a positive effect if we correct our breathing on our physiology Um, the issue we have nowadays is um, for starters our bodies are exactly the same as they were the bodies of our ancestors we mustn't forget that but our environment has changed Mm -hmm. now if you look I'd like to always use that example with my students I keep it simple because I think to start with I talk a bit woohoo and then they listen well, it is, you know, well, you wanna teach me how to breathe, like you said, you know, I've been breathing all my life. Right. Um but it is that thing. Our environment has changed so much. So if you look at a typical day of our ancestors, they woke up in their cave, They would have their nervous system would have been in the rest and digest, they would have woken up and gone, Okay, I'm a bit hungry, then they step out of the cave. And then the fight and flight kicks in. So their appetite would go down for that moment. Their senses would be heightened: eye, vision, smell, so on, because they would be ready. Energy would rise. They would be ready to hunt and get out and get some food, and then they would get their food, go back into the cave, rest and just rest kicks back in while they're, you know, roasting their tigers or whatever they call
0: themselves. You know, (laughs) roasted tiger as a new Sunday dinner, dinner, isn't
1: it? (laughs) 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 And then their bodies would be ready to eat because the rest just and, you know, mm-hmm. they would enjoy and have a nice evening and might find a mate and be ready to be relaxed and what have you. But what does our lives look like today? Well, we are nearly constantly in the fight and flight because we're bringing these dangers into our house by what is usually the first thing we pick up, our phones. We put the news on. I mean, I stopped watching news during the pandemic just simply because of that reason. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. just completely messing with my head. Um, You know, we bring work home. We've got constant access to our work emails. There are so many stresses. So we don't actually get out of, properly get out of that fight and flight. We are, you know, we we just have so little chance to... um, get to the rest in our chest and I attended an interesting training event about trauma the other day. Mm-hmm. And when we think about trauma, we often think about an event that happens to us and has a traumatic effect on us. And we suffer with that. Mm-hmm. Actually, trauma is also when we never get back to base mm-hmm. over a long period of time, we causing trauma in our body. And because our environment has changed so much, it is so vital that we actually do breathe more consciously and be conscious about bringing ourselves back into the rest and digest. Mm-hmm. Our breath is automatic. You mentioned it, you know, just a few minutes ago. Our automatic breathing habits, a reaction to our environment. So if we have are impacted by stresses, our breath will change, and that's where our bad breathing habits now come from. We breathe into our chest. As opposed to our diaphragm, we breathe through our mouths instead of our noses, and that has really bad physical effect, effects on us. We, we all, all heard of oxidative stress, which mm-hmm. causes all sorts of diseases. You know, from from diabetes to start with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help my culture at the moment with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and.
0: There's all sorts, isn't there? There's Absolutely. inflammatory diseases, certain types of cancer, certain types yeah. of neurological issues. There's...
1: Autoimmune diseases mm-hmm. it is really quite it's shocking. Huge. And, you know, we do wonder why there are so many more people who have X, Y, Z, have all these conditions. A lot has to do with the breath. Mm-hmm. I always talk, because I'm looking to become a transformational coach, I always look at the three pillars of health, and there's the nutrition, the exercise, and the breath. Mm-hmm. And people really underestimate the breath. Mm-hmm. Um, not breathing correctly is its not good for us. We overbreathe. We are not efficient with oxygen in our body. We are intolerant to CO2 levels because we're constantly... Rather than actually slowing our breath down. Ideally, to be physically, mentally and emotionally healthy, we shouldn't take more than eight to t- ten breaths... Um, per minute Wow! i have some students in my office because i always do a breath test with them when they start my se- their sessions with me and they breathe something like 20 the highest i had 28 breaths per minute and what mm. happens is all this oxygen gets into your body but i'm i hope you don't mind if i get a bit scientific no here. we
0: love the science we, bits
1: yeah so basically when we breathe in obviously we breathe all this oxygen into our body which attached itself to the red blood cells but unless the CO2 levels are rising slightly there has to be a certain balance the oxygen stays in our blood cells it does not move on to the tissues the muscle tissues etc where it needs it's needed mm-hmm. so by actually over breathing mm-hmm. and we're expelling the CO2 all the time rather than letting it rise up that doesn't happen mm-hmm. So that's, that's why we find ourselves going up the stairs being completely out of breath because actually our muscles, which help us to get up the stairs, are not fed the oxygen it's needed.
0: That's amazing. Automatic, when you when you say in that and you were just talking us through that there, I could almost feel producer Dave and I's breath going, actually we're breathing into our chest and we need to start getting to your belly yeah. and breathe further down into your diaphragm. <laughs> but it's incredible, isn't say- it, when you bring attention to it, and I bet some of the listeners you know, who who have heard you talk about that as well, instantly thought about, am I breathing through my mouth or through my nose? Or am I breathing exactly. right shallow into my chest or down into my yeah. diaphragm properly? Um, and just that um, awareness, isn't it? Because we're not aware of yeah. it. And that's the difference, isn't it? Is that we just do it so automatically that we're and genuinely not aware of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, good yeah. we do, because <laughs> would, we would have to go mad, I need to breathe, I need to breathe, I need to breathe. You know, it is vital. Like, but we are actually the only creature on this planet who can control their breath
0: that's interesting I didn't know that yeah
1: and when I learned that I thought how special are we that is so incredible and because of that we have a direct link to our um, nervous system Mm -hmm. which is which is so fascinating but the one thing I always say to my students is if you don't take anything away from these sessions if you turn around miss this is not for me that's fine I said I want you to remember two things The nose is for breathing. The mouth is for eating. And breathe. Please breathe into your diaphragm, into into your belly. Mm -hmm. Because there are more um, parasympathetic receptors in your belly than there there are. You activate your sympathetic in your chest. You activate your parasympathetic, so breathing in your tummy. Mm -hmm. And you actually use 100% of your lungs. Mm -hmm. Well, there's about 30% if you breathe into your chest. So just by doing these two things even if you don't do any breath work you will have an impact on your well-being Mm -hmm.
0: amazing and for those that don't know what's the difference between the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system
1: right so the sympathetic um when we activate our sympathetic that's when we go into the fight and flight when we're really energized when we're ready for action um when we feel nervous and anxious Mm -hmm. that's when the sympathetic is um, activated the parasympathetic is the calm side that's when we're in the rest and digest and we should be in that state before we eat um before we go to sleep it's just really where we're calming our nervous system down Mm -hmm. so we're activating our parasympathetic um, nervous system yeah
0: amazing so because you you said that obviously that helped you with your competitive edge but it also helped you through a really difficult time yeah Um, in that in that abusive relationship as well so what difference did that make to you by controlling the breath and being conscious about what you were doing um I know you said that literally you wouldn't be here if that that you know if you didn't use it but can you describe just what that did for you and
1: how that helped you yeah I mean I'm trying to think because it's it's a very dark it was a very dark time for me but basically it's It's my head, it was just everything was so out of control. Mm -hmm. I was literally out of control. I just didn't want to be where I was. I didn't know a way out. Um, The what-ifs were taking over. I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't see a door to walk through to get out of the situation I was in. I was just deeply unhappy. And... My sympathetic nervous system was activated all the time. I was in that fight and flight all the time. Mm -hmm. My heart rate was always raised. I was stressed. I couldn't sleep. Um, I was constantly crying or crying a lot and trying to, you know, still get on on a day-to-day basis. I had brain fog terrible because my head was just not working. I was just frightened all the time about how to carry on the worries what I'm going to do would it be the best thing to stay put where I was because I had children to consider so I was like constantly in that fight and flight very very low mood. and by using the breath I got myself into the parasympathetic state I was becoming calmer I was starting to sleep a bit better Um, Because I was using the breath work at night time before I would go to sleep. But also first thing in the morning when I wake up, because you wake up and you think, you're still here. What is this day going to bring? The frightened thoughts come in again. You don't want to get out of bed. So I was then using techniques to calm myself, but energize myself at the same time Mm -hmm. to bring that balance so I could get out of bed and make breakfast for the kids and get myself to work and at times obviously it was work from home mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it was a breath to regulate myself rather than being that utter mess who's just like constantly crying and not knowing what to do mm-hmm. um it just gave me that clarity and that control over my head which was like
0: yeah, yeah. and that's amazing because that's so so valuable, isn't it? If we can just slow those responses down in the body to allow ourselves to get that clarity of thought yeah. in whatever situation people are going through. Because like you say, a lot of us are all fight or flight all the time. Mm. Um, and sometimes your head gets so full that you can't think clearly about any kind of yeah. pathway forward, whether that's, you know, whether it's just struggling with anxiety or depression or just an inordinate amount of busyness in your life or You know, menopause, for example, you know, I work very much in the menopause space, don't I? And things like brain fog and anxiety and low mood and depression, feelings of depression, hot flushes, you know, we can use breath work to, you know, calm those hot flushes down as well. Which, you know, when I learned that, I was like, oh my gosh, we can use this for hot flushes as well. (laughs) Um, You know, one of our most common symptoms. Um, So it has such a broad use as well, doesn't it, Steffi? And it's not something that has to take. Hours and hours and hours out of our day, like we feel like we have to go and do an hour of yoga or an hour of running or something no. like that. It can be really short, can't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes um, just two or three minutes can make all the difference. And what it does as well, it gives you that break. It gives you that break from whatever situation you find yourself in, which causes the discomfort. You know, for everyone, you know, not everybody's been through. Well, I've been through, know, and other people have gone through some other. Um, traumatic experience mm-hmm. they're trying to deal with or move on from. And we all get tired. We get tired of feeling like that. So to maybe just go, you know what, I'm going to give myself five or 10 minutes to have a break from that. And especially soma breath um, helps because it has the music and it has a meditation element to it. It's not just breathing. And you just feel a bit refreshed to just have it, having had that break from whatever situation you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. At work, sometimes, you know, it gets busy. in secondary school. And the noise, and when I've got loads to do, and I've, I can feel... I mean, I'm, I'm very tuned into my body now, and it's sometimes that, um, that's something I'd like to teach the students as well, that they get tuned into the symptoms their body is giving them. Mm-hmm. And I can feel myself getting a bit hyper or heightened, i take five minutes. Mm-hmm. i put my laptop on, put a little, you know, as short as that um, recording I sent you um, and just quiet my mind and just take that rest mm-hmm. because that five minutes invested will give you 10 minutes or 15 minutes of productivity at the end of the day. Absolutely. We mustn't forget that. Sometimes taking that conscious break People who say, oh, I'm too busy to do that. Mm-hmm. No, actually, invest five minutes to get 15 minutes out. Get more the back. Bed.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. because taking that break actually makes us, even though – you know, because we've been conditioned almost, haven't we, to cram as much into our shift yeah. as we possibly can at work, which often means that our break times suffer. We don't stop for lunch or we'll eat lunch at our desks or it'll be on the run somehow. Yeah. Um, so like you say, again, we're still in that constant fight off, like go, 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 go mode all the time. Um, and actually by 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, your brain just can't focus for that long, can it? So actually by taking that break for 5, 10, 15 minutes gives you endlessly you know much more productivity yeah. than if you didn't take that that yeah. short amount of time to yeah. give to yourself and that self-awareness piece that you we're talking about Steffi as well is so valuable isn't it because we you know there was something I put on social media a little while ago that was that talked about listen to your body when it whispers to you so it doesn't have to start mm. screaming yeah um and and that's so true, isn't it? Because we quite often, again, go through life convincing ourselves, everything's fine, we'll keep going, we'll just get to, I don't know, I hear this from teachers all the time, you'll probably be able to speak to this, we'll just get to the end of term, it'll yeah. all be fine, or I'll just get to when I'm going on holiday. And, of course, when we get to going on holiday, our body relaxes, it takes our immune system with it, and you get sick and it ruins yeah. your holiday.
1: And when you think about it, how sad is that, actually, if we're constantly sort of thinking ahead or if only we get there, that will be fine. What about living in the moment? Absolutely. I put a post on my Facebook page the other day. If we always think about tomorrow, tomorrow, we will always live in the present. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. You know? I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Because we need to pay attention to what's going on around us now, don't we? Because like you say, we th- we're always so forward thinking, which again there's nothing wrong with forward thinking, but allow yourself the time and the space to enjoy what is happening. Yeah. right in front of you right now as yeah. well um which is just so so valuable um and Steffi is going to guide us through um some breath work which will yeah. um which will um play for you or we'll do um shortly as well but um but yeah Steffi so if you were to give somebody some tips or to just kind of offer your sort of three top bits of advice or the things that somebody would get out of engaging with Soma Breathwork um yeah what do you think that might be
1: Right, so where Soma Breath is slightly, well, Soma Breath itself is based on ancient pranayama techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, and you use it alongside specially designed music. Now, the music, I could never meditate before I came across breath work. I just, my head was too busy. It's just like that scattered brain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, soma Breath and the music with the breathing gave me a way in. So the technique itself, it's, it's got three elements. You always have, if you do a soma breath journey, you will always have like an intention setting um, meditation to start with. Something where you just settle yourself down and have a focus, whatever you want to focus on during your breath work, whether it's an intention setting, what you've got ahead, or something you want from, from yourself. You know, you're asking yourself, maybe you you're telling yourself that you love yourself more. I've got an issue with self-love. So that's something I really work into. Mm-hmm. Um, or like with my competitive edge for competitions, I was focusing then on the next competition that was coming on. So that you sort of find that space to start with and the music will just carry you through that. And then you go into rhythmic breathing. It's It can be... Um, Coherent, so it's the same count in as out, or it can be in a certain amount of count and extended exhale, which is really calming. Um, so this rhythmic breathing elevates your emotional state. So that's when you really breathe into that intention setting Mm -hmm. you've done before. And then we get to a place where we go really, really deep, where we do a breath hold, we go breath attention. I'd just like to add that might not be for anybody. Mm -hmm. and everybody some people find that a bit difficult to do also there are certain medical conditions where i wouldn't advise to do that but the breath holds um they really help as well to train the body to be more um oxygen efficient and co2 tolerant actually makes you fitter more you create more endurance and that helps you to get really deep into that meditation state and you do several rounds of this and you will feel absolutely amazing. You, it really elevates your emotional state. Mm-hmm. And um, it, as I say, it, it um, makes you fitter mm-hmm. because of the um, breath holds you're doing, the rhythmic breathing. When you think about it, everything around us has rhythms, mm-hmm. you know. Whether it's the sea or you know the sun coming up and going, you know the moon. There's rhythms everywhere. Flowers flowering. Really, when you think about it, we should breathe in a rhythm as well. I would say, you know, smooth breathing brings smooth thoughts. Erratic breathing brings erratic thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, That's and so um, true. and it the rhythmic breathing really brings every every function of our body into a balance. So our um, the blood flow from our heart to our brain is optimized. You know, all our functions are optimized. So, rhythmic breathing is actually really a key. Mm-hmm. And we're slowing our breath down. Like I said earlier, we do overbreathe as humans nowadays. Mm-hmm. We overbreathe to just slowing our breath down will calm everything in our body down. Mm-hmm. And one thing I always teach my students is what I didn't know when we breathe in, our heart rate goes up. When we breathe out, our heart rate goes down. So really, by just extending our exhale, we are ready, lowering our heart rate, lowering our blood pressure, calming our nervous system down, just breathing into the nose, breathing out, really long exhale, and we will start calming down straight away. Uh Um, it's it's, It's not rocket science. Really, it's it seems you know,
0: really simple, doesn't it? But you've yeah. got to be aware of it. I know we do that because I I'm a, a big fan of yoga. I do a lot of yoga, and particularly at the beginning of practicing, at the end of practice, we do a big inhale, but we also do a big sigh, exhale out, and just yeah. sigh all out. And that is just for me, even just mm-hmm. that one simple thing. It's just almost like your whole body just lets go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which again, like you say, it's not rocket science. It's super simple, yeah. but it has such a profound effect yeah um which is which is unbelievable and it's steffi i know that you could talk about this stuff all day long and i could talk about it all day long um because it is an amazing concept and again it's it's a simple concept that we can all do and we can apply it to so many different situations and And i wish i'd have met you six and it's free it doesn't cost anything who do you um but you know, and I wish I'd have met you six years ago when I was going through treatment, cancer treatment, because I really struggled with that anxiety wise. I'm not a fan of needles. Oh, and of dear. course, that was needles nearly every day. And, um, you know, and it c- you can apply it to that as well to help you get through through treatments in hospital. I'm going to take you all around all, all over the place to, to teach everybody um, your soma breath work. Um, but Steffi, tell our listeners where that they can find you so that if they want to come and work with you, um, how can yeah. they get in touch with you?
1: right so i am obviously on Facebook, so um Steffi limitless, because that is one of the reasons why I called myself limitless strength through breath because I find you become limitless when you know the power of breath work um I'm also on LinkedIn mm-hmm. just look for Steffi Kappelman, and I'm hoping to um well, I will be over the summer launching my own website um so that's to come and. Um, I will forward the information. Yeah, to you. absolutely. Keep <laughs> us updated yeah. and
0: then we'll include that in the show notes as well so that yeah. um, people can look back and and find you on the website. But uh, yeah. absolutely amazing. You know, so for anybody that needs help with breath work or wants to speak to Steffi, please do reach out to her. It has so many applications. It can help if you're struggling with your mental health, if you're worried about physical health, if you want a competitive edge, if you're an athlete. Um Oh, my gosh. So many, if you're struggling to sleep, if you're worried about hot flushes, you know, any kind of situation, it just has so many applications, doesn't it, Steffi? So please do yeah. do look her up. Steffi, thank you so much. It's been a joy and fun. I feel very blessed that I'm the one that gets to talk to you for an hour and watch your smiling face as you're talking about <laughs> all of the amazing work that you do. And the listeners, unfortunately, can't see that, but we'll pop a photograph up for them so that they get to see you as well. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for your time. Um, oh, thank you. It's been lovely to have you on the show um, and all the best um, with your Soma breath work and with the incredible work that you do. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you,
1: very, thank you very much.
0: And thank you for listening, everyone. You've been listening to Life's Conversations and we look forward to catching up with you on the next episode. You have been listening to Life's Conversations with me, Suzanne Barber, and my wonderful poddy pilot, producer Dave. Of course, if you're worried about any physical or emotional symptoms you might be experiencing, please do contact the appropriate clinical professional. Alternatively, you can get in touch with me on my website, Barber coaching, So that's B-A-R-B-O-U-R coaching life forward slash contact. Or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. Just search for Suzanne Barber. If you'd like to learn more about managing your peri or perimenopausal or menopausal symptoms and protect your long-term health, please come and join us at our supportive, wonderful Facebook group called Mastering Your Menopause. Also, if you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, then like and subscribe. And of course, leave us a five-star review. That's what keeps us going, so don't forget. Also, tell your friends, tell your family and even tell the dog. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Life's Conversation.